0: What's up sports fans, it's Fry here. Once again I'm back reviewing another AFL fantasy round, this time round 11. We're technically, I think, over the halfway point of the year. Um, massive round, there were some huge scores. Lots of popular picks went pretty big, so a lot of people benefited greatly. Um, and of course there were some players that failed, who I'll also talk about. One of them who <laughs> is copying a lot of crap for his uh, subpar performance after being maybe the most traded in player in history, but. I'll dissect all of that in a minute. Uh, My team went pretty good. I'll show you uh, just exactly how I went. I went up in ranking again. Um, We're now, the buy rounds are here. We've got new dual positioning. There's plenty to unpack, so let's stop wasting some time. Let's dive right into what exactly happened in round eleven. Once again, like I said, I managed to go up in rank. Uh, I'm still ranked outside the top 20,000. So it's a long climb back, but considering where I was, I'm happy. Um, There was about, from round four to eight, I think, there was a couple of real miserable scores from the large fries and coke, but I'm trending upwards. I've topped 2,100, I think, for three straight weeks. So that's a good sign. I don't know, I won all three of my leagues, yet it says I've gone down in all of them, but anyway. Uh, starting in my back line, my back line wasn't amazing this week actually um, But I was playing, you know, if you look at the guys who are on the field There's not a great bunch of superstars there Lloyd and Laird are um, cream of the crop But guys like Ridley, Duday, Rice and Lukey Ryan aren't known for their fantasy scoring abilities So in the coming weeks I'll bring in a couple of guns in there to make that look a little bit nicer My midfield however was pretty awesome. I chose uh, Tom Mitchell as my captain, and he rewarded me handily. Um, Steel side bottom and Bryce Gibbs, who I'll admit I've been pretty harsh on, and pretty unfair on. Um, they both rewarded me with massive scores, and then everyone else was solid with somewhere between you know 95 and 120, which pretty much seems to be the narrative of my midfield. I don't have a lot of massive scores. I did this week, but um, usually everyone's pretty consistent, and I'm pretty happy with Ed Phillips giving me 77 as well. So. Nice work midfield, the engine room's looking solid. The rucks, Gorn still looks unbelievable. Might be, he's pushing for uh, number one ruck status over Brodie Grundy. Um, Sauce Jacobs, he's got two um, relatively easy games coming up before his match um, matchup wise. So hopefully he can have two big scores because after that I will be getting rid of him. But 80 is fine. Um, my forward line let me down a bit. Robbie Gray wasn't great. McLean didn't go huge. Fritter with his 126 is unbelievable. Um, Heaney and Guelfi did their thing, but Tommy Rockleaf's 43, uh, uh, ruined some people's weekend. But considering the rest of my team went pretty good, I was able to survive Rocky's score, but yeah, I'm still just sitting outside the top 20K. Hopefully, uh, some big, big moves in the coming weeks and some solid performance over the boys will, uh, me catapult upwards into the, uh, the ranking that I want to have. Um, Yeah, very interesting trade week coming up. So as I mentioned, the large fries and coke went pretty good. Um, I was a bit disappointed I didn't crack the 2-2 after being so close, but I went up in rank. Um, Things are looking ominous, so. Before I dive into any of the numbers for this week and uh, the plus threes, negative threes and all that, uh, let's just quickly talk about what the round 12 buy means. So as of now, for the next three weeks, we get three trades each round. It also, um, over the next three weeks, our best 18 players' scores count. So even if you have 22 players playing, the best 18 scores on your ground go towards your score. Um, Emergencies still factor in. So if you have 18 guys playing and one on the pine and one gets chopped out, then you still get an emergency score. Um, I don't think there's too much else that's confusing with the buys. This week we have the Western Bulldogs, the West Coast Eagles, uh, Carlton and Hawthorne as the four teams that aren't playing. So if you have guys from those teams on your field, it's probably best to put them on your bench and play um, some of your bench guys. If you don't have um, a full 18, it's not the end of the world, but in a perfect world, you'd want to have at least 18 or 19 guys playing, Even well, hell, even 20, so that you know you have a little bit of flexibility, but hopefully uh, your teams aren't looking too bad, But yeah, the buy, buy rounds are always a, a tricky tricky thing to navigate. So I've put a lot of planning into my buys. So hopefully I should uh, benefit greatly from that over the next three weeks. But if you didn't, don't stress, it's not the end of the world. We do get three trades each week for the next three weeks. So you can avoid some carnage and donuts if you start to plan for round 13 and 14 with your trades this week. All right, time to give out some awards. Plus threes. The first one goes to the rookie of the year, in my opinion. Um, barring anything crazy, he'll be known as the cash cow of 2018, and that is Bailey Fritsch. Um, I considered trading him out, and he's been in my trade out plans, um, was in my trade out plans a few weeks ago, but damn, he's been impressive um, over the last month. He is amazing. Scored a 126 against the Bulldogs. Um, Melbourne just seems like a fancy football factory at the moment. Um, they keep rolling in the points, so Fritch seems like he's destined to keep scoring some more points. He did uh, get dual positioning as well. I'll touch on the other players that did a little bit later on, but he is now a midfield and a forward, so well done Fritter. Um, those people that traded him out early will be kicking themselves, but those people that held him like yours truly be very, very pleased. The second shout out um, of a positive variety goes to Tom Mitchell, who's wrestling the Mantle back from Jack McRae is the best player uh, this season. Had another massive 145. I think he's gone over 130 for four straight weeks. Something stupid like that. I had the captain on uh, the captain's badge on him. A lot of other people did as well. Uh, yeah, there's not a lot that hasn't been that I can say that hasn't been said already about Tom Mitchell. He's pretty amazing. If you don't have him, uh, his price is still down a, a hair from uh, where he was previously. I think you can save yourself about a hundred grand from. If he keeps these numbers up where he will finish so coming off if he comes off his buy next week and you're looking to get someone in round 13 then uh tom mitchell is the guy the last shout out goes to bryce gibbs now like i said i've been a bit harsh on gibbs and especially still side bottom who are in my side but yeah Gibbs, he looked amazing he had 142 rewarded all those owners who have him he's shown the ability that he can have big games in the past i remember might have been last year or the year before we had a huge, I think it was last year, 190 against Gold Coast. So obviously didn't have a score of that variety, but he's shown that he can go big and hopefully this is a sign of more things to come. Negative three, there's no other place to start. Um, I was one of the 19,000 plus coaches that traded in Tom Rockliffe and I was one of the 19 plus thousand coaches who dreaded seeing his score at the end of the game. He had a 43 now, I haven't, I was told myself I was going to watch all of the Hawthorne and Port game, but I watched bits and pieces and then kept falling asleep because it was on at about 3, 2 a.m. Toronto time. Uh, apparently, was doing a bit of a run-with role. Um, a positive sign, he still did have seven tackles, even though he only just managed to get double-digit touches. I'm not going to panic. He'll be better, unless he keeps getting deployed in this tagging role. We could see some more low scores, but... Yeah, spewing that Rocky, after all this hype and all this positive um, news was generated about his return to glory, he's uh, shat the bed with a 40-odd. So He'll be okay, should be better next week, but fingers crossed this isn't a sign of things to come. Speaking of a sign of things to come, the second negative three goes to his teammate Robbie Gray, who I warned everyone, if he has another shitty game um, and he's plays predominantly forward, it might be time to move him on. And after a 69... Um, fresh up another 60 the week before or before his buy I should say then yeah Gray might be a popular trade out target I might give him one more week my trades are still a little bit my third trade is still a little bit up in the air but his name is definitely on the block Um, if he wasn't one of the players who we expected to play throughout all three buy weeks for us then he'd probably be out the door for a lot of owners but yeah we need more Robbie you gotta lift buddy last but not least uh, Paul Seedsman needed to repay the faith of coaches who held on to him after he was a laid out and he didn't really do that 63 is not what you want from a guy who's considered to be in the mix as a top six defender so seedsman again is another one who's got a lift or he could find himself out the door closer to his buy noteworthy numbers uh when we're looking at some break evens rory sloan still has the highest break even in the competition uh he's not playing at the moment still injured so when he comes back he might uh, Plummet a bit, but if you see some positive signs, could jump on after a while. Speaking of players in that mould, uh, Josh Kelly has a high break even over 140 still, but he'll be a guy that we want in our teams probably closer towards the end of the year, so he might be right for the picking fresh off his bye if he has another big score or two. Um, Fife has another high break even, but he's, again, one of the form players in the competition, so you take the good with the bad. He had a 70-odd on the weekend, which kind of hurt him a bit, but he's still an absolute jet. And the last one is Zaharakis, who got hurt, has a busted collarbone, which I'm going to talk about a bit later. So as a result, didn't play a lot of the game. I think he scored a 12, um, so his break-even shot up. But if he's on your trade radar, keep an eye out, because when he comes back from that injury um, and he bottoms out a little bit more in poor ice, then he could be a handy unique in your midfield. On the positive side of things, there were plenty of youngsters that shone through. Um, All of these guys that I mentioned I'm about to mention have a negative break-even. Uh, the lowest is by far Logan Austin, who no one saw his uh, massive game against West Coast coming. But kudos, young fella. His teammate Bailey Rice is another good dude. He has a break-even of around negative four from memory. After that, uh, Paul Hearn, who finally made his long-awaited Kangaroos debut. He's got a negative fifteen break-even. There are a couple of other debutants in uh, Scotty Jones and Jero. From the Dockers, they look good. So did Apness. And the Collingwood bloke whose name I'm probably about to butcher, Miacek, who's also another one. So all of those dudes, I think actually, sorry, Giroux has a positive break even. But technically, all of those guys I just mentioned are definite trade candidates. As long as they fit your buyer structures and a couple of other moves, you should definitely look at bringing them in. Quick fire trade thoughts. Now, before I talk about who to get in and out, uh, we had a new batch of DPPs. So there's 16 players, I think from memory, who now have a new uh, status next to their name. Although a lot of them weren't really relevant guys. Danger was the biggest name we thought was going to get forward status, along with the likes of Bontempelli, But uh, neither of the two did, which makes sense. You know that we don't know them as forwards; we know them as midfielders. So stop sucking if, if uh, you do own them. I own Danger and wanted forward status. I mean, who wouldn't? But didn't happen. So a bridge like i mentioned fritch now has midfield status along with uh, elliot yo which is a massive tick and maddie guelphie so the three of them are probably the only uh fantasy classic relevant guys there were a few other dudes i mean McInerney got forward status added so he could be a nice link to maybe uh use some bench movement throughout the boys a few other dudes like Louis jetta um alan christensen who else was there jack nunes and Johansson. a few of them added couple of other different um, statuses, but like I said, they're not really super relevant. So Guelphie, Yoey, and Fritch for me are the three that really matter, who are now all uh, midfield viable characters. With that in mind, uh, let me quickly break down a couple of trade targets you can look for. Uh, Angus Brayshaw, number one dude who you should probably target in your defence. There's other guys who I have higher on my list, but due to their buy, um, I'm not bringing them in. So Brayshaw is definitely a candidate for me to get this week. In your midfield, you can probably look at getting Tom Mitchell off his buy or maybe Devin Smith or Mickey Walters. They both have dual positioning, so you could also get them in your forward line. Someone who's looking for a little bit of a unique ruckman could chase Jared Witts. He's been scoring pretty reasonably. Only had an 80 on the weekend, but has favourable matchups and will obviously be playing all three of the next three weeks throughout the bye. So you could look at those guys. When it comes to the rookies, I mentioned them all already, but if I had to pick one or two, I'd like the looks grabbing a hern over everyone now around 13 is when a lot of people have heavy buys so you might want to proceed with caution there next up you could look at getting scotty jones i think it's scotty jones i hope i'm saying it right that'd be hilarious if i'm getting it wrong uh, for oscar McInerney you might be able to pull the trigger early and get rid of him but any of those uh, Frio and collingwood guys uh mia chick that i mentioned and the saints blokes in your back line are all solid trade targets due to their low price, low break even, uh, but make sure that they fit your buy structures above all. Getting premiums out at the moment for our trades, there's not a hell of a lot of dudes who are failing right now. I had Robbie Gray listed down as the one, the big one for me. Um, Injuries and buys will probably factor a lot into your trades over the coming weeks, so Yeah, with regards to rookies, I think it it might be time to go a little bit early on the likes of Spargo, the aforementioned McInerney, maybe Do Day, if it means you can get someone else to help you with your buy structures. Timmy Kelly uh, proved everyone wrong who traded him straight for Tommy Rockcliffe that he still has a little bit of growth, um, as did Zach Langdon, who's in my forward line as an emergency. So with regards to your trading outs, I'd look a lot at your buy structures with that for the coming weeks, but there's definitely a few candidates that you can get out to generate a bit of dough. Looking ahead to next week, uh, like I mentioned, we've only got six games of footy due to, f- no, hang on, one, two, three, four, that means there's 14, player. we got seven games of footy next week. Good quick maths there, Fry. So there's a lot of guys who are under injury clouds. A few of them though do have the buy. So Jack Darling's ankle injury hurts a lot of people, as does Paddy Cripps, he had strapping over his quad or thigh and played out the game but a lot of people think um, he will benefit from a rest so see how those guys are when they come back but they should be okay fingers crossed darling hasn't uh, done anything significant that could really hurt the coasters but those are the two dudes who have the buy this week that are probably the biggest injury concerns there are a few other fantasy relevant dudes who are dealing with the injury bug though canelio and christensen both suffered concussions and their status for next week is a bit up in the air Cornelio went back onto the ground and then was showing delayed signs of concussion, so they pulled him after a while. So he's probably the biggest injury guy that we need to watch out for. As I mentioned before, Zaharakis busted his collarbone, which kind of sucks. He'll probably be out for about a month now. Alex Pierce, who's been a heartbeat on a lot of people's benches. I think he hurt his ankle or leg, um, but went back. I think went back on, but then came off and was just pre- proceeded with caution there, but should play. Lever suffered an ACL injury, which sucks for Demons fans, but not many people will have him in fantasy. And last but not least, Aaron Hall, who some people had their eye on, especially if he was able to gain defender status, which he didn't. But yeah, he injured his shoulder, I think, from memory. So if you were looking at trading him in, I would not be doing that now because he's probably going to miss a handful of games suspension wines, uh, Burgoyne, Fife, and Mitch Robinson all might have cases to answer for. I think all three will get off with fines, um, but yeah, Fife especially is a bit concerning. Robbo and Fife's incidents were a little bit low impacty Don't think they'll be huge concerns, like the dude that they bumped or hit played out the rest of the game, so I think they'll be fine, and Burgoyne's not in a ton of fantasy teams, but he had a, a bit of a hit on Polek that might come into question, so see how that goes. Finally, my trades for this week. Like I said, I think I'm going to look at getting a Hearn, um, maybe Jones, the Frio Ruckman, or Apness. I'll be definitely targeting a few of those young dudes and trading out some of my rookies that are pretty close to topping out, like Spargo, McInerney, Alex Pierce, um, doing a bit of cash generation so that in the coming weeks, I can definitely get a couple of dudes who are coming off their buys for some big uh, points upgrades, burning all my warm chest. Watch out for Robbie Gray uh, and his role. He could be the premium that I ax, and it might finally be time to get rid of Sam Murray. He's been sitting on my bench for three straight weeks, so I really want to turn him into Yoey next week, but it might be wise for me to just pull the trigger and get Brayshaw right now, or something like that, but that's what I'm thinking. Hopefully, Your team isn't uh, looking too sketchy over the buy period and you're ready to go. Good luck for round 12. Uh, The first of three buy rounds is here. It's a testing time of year, but a lot of patience and uh, a lot of smart trading can see us definitely launch into the second half of the year. A few bits and pieces, of course, will be coming out Sports by Fryways over the next week. I'll be doing another draft comparison article, I think. I'll be doing uh, Thursday night trades with JLo once again, and I'll be doing the Sunday sit-down recording that as soon as this video is done and dusted. So good luck. Hopefully the buyers don't sting us too much. Until next time.